Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Subtle Storm, where we talk about all things regarding the human experience and the way that is this jumble of this beautiful weathered storm that we get to experience. And today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I talk about very, very frequently, but I don't go like super in depth with it, and that is creating our own reality and claiming our innate creativity really. And I've talked about this randomly in different episodes because I get asked on it, or I have conversations on it quite frequently. And it's always a different perspective in some ways, it seems. So let's just jump into it. I struggle sometimes when I see like things on the media of you create your own reality and da 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 da, because I think that that innately kind of says like everything that we experience in life completely and fully is our own doing in inevitably um while I think the aspects of that are absolutely accurate I think that there's so many portions of life that we can't control but there are minuscule things that we can address more in depth that make this concept make more sense And I think that we really create our reality by formulating our reactions and responses and decisions to our given reality. Because, you know, you're like, you do drive, let's say, you do drive to go to the store. That's creating your reality to be at the store and to arrive at the store physically. But you have no idea what is awaiting for you physically at the store. That's a reality you walk into, but that in and of itself is not created by you. You just created the action of being present in there. The environment is already there. If that helps a little bit to understand, but we'll definitely continue to to branch off in this. But I'm going to go off a little bit on another tangent about creativity, because I think that these are two structured aspects of this conversation. And also, by the way, going to be relating this more towards relationships and physicality. So I think that we are absolutely innately creative beings. And, you know, we are constantly creating that reality physically. Like we pick up, like I've mentioned this before, we pick up glasses and put it on a table. That is creating the reality that is innately creative because we are creating what we are physically observing and experiencing. And on top of that, we also come from creation. We are innately bred for creation. We, we are created out of creation. Um, we're, we're born creative. We are born out of that creation. Therefore, we are innately creative. Um, you know, I think a woman's bodily function is made for creation. So is a man's and so is anything in between. We are made to create even if your body may not want to do that, which does happen. But we're still made for that, in a sense. And, you know, I think so often there's this narrative around creativity that you have to be, like, artistic and eccentric to be creative. But creativity is so much broader and more eccentric in and of itself and and broad than simply being artistic and I think they are two separate things and that is definitely maybe an uncommon opinion but I absolutely think that they are like 
you have to be creative to be artistic, but you don't have to be artistic to be creative. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but yeah, and I think it's so often because in the media or even in person or even with children, I think especially if you see, you know, a kid coloring or if you see a model maybe doing something more editorial or things like that, you might say, oh, they're so creative. And then that just gets perpetuated and it's the only language that we use in those moments. And But we don't expel that in other avenues of saying, oh, that thought was very creative or this you know, action that you just took was very creative, even though they're minimal actions. I think the verbiage in some ways has been diluted throughout society and social interactions and also through the media. So it makes sense, I think, if you're having a little bit of trouble also conceptualizing that or if it just seems new, which is absolutely okay. And if it doesn't, cool, you're right here with me. And going into relationships, I think a key function in healthy relationships is to claim this. I don't think that we can have a healthy relationship without recognizing our ability to create and our ability to be at the center of creation. Within this creativity in and of itself, we also recognize that we are accountable for the ways that we interact because I think that interaction innately is reaction on occasion. Um, Same concept, I think that any reaction is interaction. Not all interaction is reaction and we absolutely can control our reactions if we are allowing ourselves to be self-aware and curious within our own experiences. We can recognize more easily the ways in which we are influencing our own interactions, reactions, and decisions. Um, yeah, you can't, you cannot have a healthy relationship without recognizing that all of our interactions are a result of our reality. And accountability in and of itself is far bigger than I think we recognize as a society when venturing into relationships, whether it's family, friends, or intimate or interpersonal, it or even like on through with strangers. I see it all the time when, you know, you see the Karen videos online with, you know, the people getting super upset with like the baristas, for example, for not getting their orders correctly, but an example of this would to say, hey, and maybe potentially I may have misspoke, and um, can we try this again? And I, I, and the proper response would be like, you know, yes, I, I, I potentially could have misheard you, and that is both mutually taking accountability, therefore the, the reactions are dwindled and at a leveled and, and neutral pace so that we can address the problem. And that type of interaction in a relationship is what helps it to thrive so that you can both kind of meet in the middle here and give 100% accountability and give another 100% accountability and meet in the middle and recognize you both are absolutely creating your own reality. And a big recognition in this as well is that every way in which that we interact with anybody is always a reflection of our inner world. It's always a manifestation of our internal experience um, with the outward projection. And I'll get a little bit more into that. But like, for example, in a trauma bond relationship, this concept is 
completely out the window because innately you would lack a full spectrum self-awareness to realize you're acting out of your previous conditioning, which this is where childhood comes so much into play is that you've experienced these things in youth and now you have carried that on into your, you know, adolescence and then, then into adulthood and you're interacting with people based off of these, you know, previous notions, which I think is so prevalent because this is all that we know. This is how our brain developed. This is the environment our brain develops within. I'll continually get into development of psychology because it just innately, I keep using this word innately, it just outlines a lot of our experiences as teenagers and adults and, and even elderly if you haven't worked through a lot of those things or become aware. And and when we really hone into the ways in which we're observing our interactions with people, it all traces back to how we were treated in youth and how our responses were at those times, especially in the like more survivalistic modes or our natural responses to behaviors where we're clearly asking for needs for example and maybe they're not getting met or our primary needs are getting met so then we develop these these traumas or these expectations of people in the world and then we bring that into our adulthood and from there it's our responsibility to recognize that and when that's happening and bring it forth for communication and taking accountability for the way that that is playing a role in your relationship as an individual like spectrum or as an individual entity because your relationship is an individual entity versus your individual experience and the other person or the other other person's individual experiences because we are again projecting our own inner worlds based off of our own experiences into a dynamic and the way to observe this healthy cycle is to say, okay, we're not actually just fighting with each other. It's our subconsciouses or our inner childs trying to find a common medium or find some sense of safety or find, you know, some type of reassurance or love. And and by recognizing that, you can also invite far more deeper conversations and closeness and recognition because now you're recognizing that, okay, I am absolutely responsible for this and I can work on this and then we can be another entity and there's also nothing wrong with being in an unhealthy relationship and that is also an uncommon opinion I think and while at the same time I go back and forth with that statement because it's not conducive for one's mental health and I think yeah but it's it's absolutely a learning lesson um there's so much to be well I'm saying this in hindsight and this is, does not go for abusive relationships or anything like that. I definitely need to make that clear. But, you know, if you have experienced a trauma-bonded relationship, I think in some ways that's absolutely a good indicator for you to reflect and observe the ways in which your subconsciouses were kind of at bay and at battles with each other based off of your own previous conditioning. 
especially once you enter into a healthy relationship, it can be a really good thing to reflect on and say, okay, well, this is how that was manifesting here as well. That was another secondary example of how my trauma was playing out from my childhood. And this is here now, how I can take accountability for how I'm acting with that now and change the narrative from my own reality. And that is exactly how we change the reality of our relationships. Um, You know, I think also these types of um, trauma-bonded relationships are absolutely ruled by victimhood and by believing the other is doing onto you when they're really doing out of themselves without realizing you aren't actually the target. The target is probably a parent or probably a guardian or somebody who maybe traumatized them in their youth. Um, You're simply triggering a memory or a trauma that is making them act out of that and you are not the responsible person for triggering them they are responsible for telling you that hey this thing is triggering for me therefore I'm going to give you the awareness so that we can act in awareness or even heal this together instead of blaming you for Um, doing an action that maybe felt good for you. So you can also see in this example as well that the individual, you in this example, sorry, I don't mean to be putting things on you, but just take you as maybe a name or something. You in this example are acting out of something that feels good for you. That's your individual experience. And then the other person is acting out of their own triggered and traumatized mind, which is okay. But it's also not okay unless you take responsibility for it. So they're acting out of this triggered and trauma state, which is their personal experience. And the relationship is experiencing a conflict as a whole or a difficult moment. But that moment could also be easily settled by communication and recognition. And the same concept goes for victimhood and more physical events that happen Um, like a sports injury, you could easily say, like if you got knocked down or something in a basketball game, you could say the opponent intentionally pushed you so that you get injured and be benched. Or you could recognize that it's a possibility and the possibility that they pushed you while also recognizing that you decided to play in a contact sport and recognize the risk associated by being involved in a contact sport. And that's not to diminish or invalidate the experience of you being hurt, and it doesn't make it hurt any less, but placing blame on somebody else instead of recognizing your contribution in your own experience places blame and or removes the shame for lacking that self-responsibility. And I think that there's a pain associated with responsibility in this regard because it correlates directly to being and feeling wrong, which can be another trauma and trigger to recognize in yourself. So then we project that blame outside so it feels like we're in the right again. And that could, again, absolutely be something that we learned behavior or something that, you know, was passed on to us as a coping mechanism which is also our responsibility for ourselves, in a sense, to recognize that, take accountability for that, and change the narrative, or even just hold the awareness, because even just recognizing something like that could have so much weight, or have so much, like, power for you in growth, even just making that type of recognition. And it also takes a long time to be able to, like, 
be self-aware in these regards if you're coming from these difficult life experiences. So be patient with yourself and it doesn't all just come at once. There may be times where you do not take responsibility and then learn later on that you should have and that is absolutely okay. And again, the same concept goes for things like manifestation. And I've talked about this in another episode where I talked about like feeding our minds and what we say kind of gets internalized. And, you know, with manifestation, by thinking things repeatedly, you can absolutely manifest them physically. And when you recognize that, you know, you've been talking about this thing and how negative it could be and then it goes wrong, there's an aspect of yourself that should recognize, like, maybe I had a contribution to this because I was absolutely kind of gearing myself up for this to be wrong or for this to be hectic or whatever it is, instead of, like, you know, blaming the universe or blaming the actual, like, thing, physical thing or whatever it is in and of itself because you absolutely had some type of contribution for it. Your mindset going into things definitely shapes it. And this overall is simply a power struggle that you can absolutely own by taking responsibility for your portion of the creation or full responsibility. And and as you can see in this in this concept of moving away from victimhood, you're moving into being source. You're moving into being the source of what's occurring for you. And that may be just a restful state to recognize that you are source. And it also correlates to being source. <laughs> Anyway, going back to relationships, in a healthy co-committed relationship, both people claim 100% responsibility. And in, like I said in the conflict example, in relationships conflict or creation of conflicts are absolutely mutual. Both people play a role. Even if it's one person's triggers and traumas acting out more than the others, you know, there is still a role being played and how you address it, how you react, how your decisions are being affected. And to search for fault in these moments is absolutely an example of victimhood. Um, you can very well also experience that concept mentally, like feeling like you're trying to search for fault, for example, and consciously choose to be responsible for your reaction and consciously choose the opposite. And it's especially good for you to express how that transpires for you and to communicate that with whoever you're experiencing it with. And overall, we can also recognize that there are random events in life that we do experience that are outside of us that we don't have, we, we can't take responsibility for. But also recognize that our reaction can create an additional reality of the situation that we are now directly involved in. Like events in history, if we um, hang on to things that happened in the past that had absolutely no relation to us, you know, the reactions that we have become a, you know, concept in our present reality. Therefore, we're creating the thought process. And if we continue to go down that route, we continue to create the thought process in our present reality. Not that that's a good or bad thing, but it's to say that that thing that happened in the past or that maybe happening, you know, countries away from you is not a direct reflection of the reality that you're consciously creating or unconsciously creating. It's something that is randomly happening, but we also, in a sense, have control over the way that we perceive it in our own reality and how we can use it to uplift us 
or to assist someone or or whatever it may be like then that becomes a part of the reality that we're consciously creating um childhood trauma is similar but but broader and much more complicated we can recognize that children that we are responsible for a parent's neglect abuse or etc but we are responsible for how that affects us down the line or how that affects our interaction our decision making our responsibilities that we take a day to day etc etc and that is just my perception on the ways in which that we create our own reality, especially within relationships. And of course, I could go way farther into it, but I wanted to keep it short and sweet because I do think that this is a pretty important thing to recognize about how we interact in our in our lives. Because I feel like so often we talk to people and they aren't recognizing of the individual experiences that we're having and it's so frequent that it's like a collaborative experience but it's really not we're all coming to each other with individual life experiences and it's absolutely our responsibility to communicate that when it does come up and I think that's the biggest source of how we create our reality is how we take and utilize and grow within the events of our past and how that shapes us and it's not to say also that it's the easiest thing in the world because it absolutely is not and you being here is absolutely part of that growth journey and work and I appreciate you irregardless wherever you are in your journey keep going and thank you for being here I appreciate you have a great day namaste